The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. right infidels you found us here channelattitude.com hameen media group where you get the most real talk the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from aew and wwe impact and more because we're gonna break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at hmg so you don't need to go anywhere else because there's no five stars here there's only five dollar face slaps infidel hello so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! This is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart. Never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection. Okada, in the same night, at the same 
time. So there's not much more else for me to say, is there? Other than when you talk about the greats in this business. My name better be first. For uh, the better part of a decade, uh, anybody that listens, we tell them we are the greatest tag team in the world. And I think right now, after winning the IWGP Tag Team Championships, maybe the most prestigious tag team championships on the globe, uh, I think we go down as the greatest. Number one, and it's apropos, we're standing right here in front of Chicago Bulls, uh, uh, because the uh, the goat of all time, Michael Jordan, was here and he made this his house. And now we're coming to New Japan and we're going to make New Japan our house. We're going to make it our house because we are the absolute best tag team on this planet. And as we have been here in America, we're going to make you Japanese people fall in love with us. You know why? Because we love you and we're bringing our fighting spirit, FTR's fighting spirit, to Japan, to New Japan, as the greatest tag team of all time. Just like, uh, just like Michael Jordan. We're just a couple Carolina boys trying to make good, and yeah, right now we're the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, we're the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, and maybe, maybe I got a buster lip, maybe I got some PCL tape on my back, maybe I'm falling to pieces, but guess what, Jeff Cobb, guess what, Ocon, I'm the youngest of 13 kids, you think I've not had my ass beat before? You don't think I've fought for every scrap I've ever gotten? You're wrong, look at this, this is because we're survivors, nothing you can do can stop us, we are FDR, we are the absolute greatest tag team on the planet, scientifically proven. If anybody has a problem with that, step to us to find out why we're seven star FTR. And I think now here in America, they could put our names beside the Midnight Express. And I think they could put our names beside Arnold Tolley. They could put our names beside the Heart Foundation, the Bulldogs, Demolition, the list goes on and on. But now we're coming to Japan. Now we're coming to New Japan. And we're bringing these with us. And you can write our names on the same notepad as Muda and Hase. You can write our names on the same notepad as Bam Bam Bigelow and Vader. You can write our, our name on the same notepad as the Steiner Brothers because right now I'm telling you, none of those three, none of those three teams can measure up to the greatest tag team of all time, FTR. Top guys, out. Oh, New Japan, are you ready? I don't think you are. 2022, it's been too long. It's been over two years since the Murderhawk monster walked into Japan. It's been over three years since I was in the G1. 2019 was an amazing year for the Murderhawk Monster in the G1 Climax, and I've only gotten bigger, better, better, and stronger. I'm coming, New Japan Pro Wrestling. You put us in the big boy block. Oh my goodness. Folly, bad luck, folly. Jonah, Jeff, Cobb, Tom Lawler, Yana Hall. Man, I'm gonna have fun hurting you tonight. Let's not forget about the golden boy. That is Okada. I have never beaten you in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And this time, it changes. It's gonna be you and I in the Budokan on the last day. And I promise it's going to be the last day you do anything specific in New Japan Pro Wrestling. You'll be wrestling young lions when I'm done with you. And I'm gonna go on to win the G1 Climax then I'm gonna go on to become the IWGP Heavyweight Champion where I've always belonged and it's eluded me all these years! And this time, I am not letting it slip through my fingers. Everything I've done in AEW, I'm coming over as an All Elite Wrestling wrestler. I'm not a part of New Japan Pro Wrestling, so I don't give a shit what happens to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm taking everyone down very, very hard, and I'm going to enjoy every second of it. 
So get ready, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Get ready, Japan. The Murder Hulk Monster is back. All right, guys, I think we all can agree in the opening bout, showed up Umino, a star-making performance. Boys, boys, right stick, stick a hike. Umino! You did a great job tonight. All right, guys, I think we all can agree in the opening bout, showed up Umino, a star-making performance. Boys, boys, right stick, stick a hike. Umino! You did a great job tonight. You really earned my respect. Yeah, we'll tell you, we'll tell you right now. Hell of a performance. Nothing but respect. On the behalf of the JAS. Nothing but respect, man. A whole lot of respect. <laughs> respect that, Umino! The Jericho Appreciation Society may have the man advantage. Uh oh. But edge. could Claudio Castagnoli be the difference maker in blood and guts? Good gosh. Tough way to spend a Sunday night if you edge. Oh my god. Oh. We may not have enough satellite time left for this. 19. Claudio Castagnoli, oh, 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 oh man! Daniel Garcia just throttling Tanahashi. I mean, Garcia's a freshman. Jericho wrestled hours ago. This is crazy. I mean, this is the actually Tanahashi never expected this. Nobody did. Jericho and Garcia just trying to weaken John Moxley even further before Blood and Guts. Oh, yeah, Daddy Kingston now. Come on, here comes Kingston. Yes, Kingston charging right at Jericho. It's a two-on-one situation. Yeah, Kingston took him down with a double leg, but Garcia immediately grabs the back of Kingston. Yeah, that was smart by Garcia. He's punched, but now watch out with Eddie, because he'll fight all day. And right now it's two-on-one. Oh, here, oh, here comes more. Santana, Wheeler, Yuta. Wants more. Ortiz. We got some more. Ortiz. We are getting a sneak preview of blood and guts right here in Chicago. Well, definitely. And sneak preview is the best way to pull. Oh, you're right. And the, 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 these shots. The match extended in, in favor of Samahat. Obviously. Oh, oh, man. oh, oh what a knockout. That's it. It's over. Come on, Larry. No! What? On one high. Five. Oh, oh, that's it. Oh, no. Tana. The momentum rolled him off. The momentum rolled him. Here we go. Let's crown an interim champion. Yeah, look at this. Look at he says, I'm the ace. I'm the ace. Danger style. And his wrestling IQ has really come through over the past few years, Taz. Hence the success of Tanahashi. Both these guys are trading blows big time. Tanahashi sent in, but comes back. Flying elbow strike, drop Moxley. Pull the Rainmaker, here we go, no. Just can't quite connect with that Rainmaker. He started Trying like hell. Uh -oh. Uh oh, Blade Runner! Blade Runner! Caught up, hurt out of the Oh my god! Oh, high elbow to the hang time. Amazing hang time by the former champion. The fans love this guy. Rainmaker. He's fixing a <laughs> Get back his title. Heck, not see it. 
Bears with the run out. Ghetto being brought up by the Bears on his chin. And he got leveled and now the boot through the ropes. Here we go. Now he's going to be able to execute it. Buckshot. Blast. Blade Runner. No. Dead Eye. Dead Eye City. And now then. He's not done. I'm not so sure I would have gone for the cover right yeah. there. Yeah, I kind of agree with you, JR. You never know what's the worst thing can happen. Kick out at two. Oh! Buck shot Larry! We have a new champion! Oh, kick out! Fight out of Cole County. Oh, oh my god! Talking about getting folded up like an accordion. There's another one. There's one for Okada. Those are nasty throws. Yeah, There's another one coming. Difference makers, fellas. Oh, Blade Runner, no! Sleeper suplex! For Hangman, but the boom! Okada! John Woo dropkick! Discus Larry from Hangman! Remember the IWGP heavyweight title is on the line here. Ongoing. Yeah, you guys trust each other. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, Spec Stabber! Apropos! Perfect move to do that. Problem with the speed right here. Oh, body over the top. Some broad jumping, some high jumping, just some damn good jumping. Okada, Okada, gotta be motivational. Sure thing, it gets your adrenaline Look at this, man. Oh, wow. Tremendous vertical leaping ability by Kazuchika Okada. Got a chance. Oh, oh my page. God. Oh, God. What an anti-air by Adam Cole. Adam Cole, I oh. meant to say, with a hell of a counter in midair. And Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship is the unified former IWGP Heavyweight Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. Correct, and it's never been defended in a four-way match. Multi-man matches for singles titles are very, very rare in New Japan. Fans recognize yeah. what they're about to see. This is history, ladies and gents. Zach steps over. He's looking for the Manjikatami in the ropes. Oh my God, this is dangerous. That's a, a tremendous. I gotta listen to the referee's count and the death. Claudio Castagnoli and Zach. Oh, Claudio Charlie! Going right in quick. He's looking for the recall bomb. Oh, here we go! Neutralizer! He's gonna beat him!
Well, that sound you just heard, oh, wow. 16,529 people wow. losing their mind. I got goosebumps. Oh. And wow. you don't normally get goosebumps. Claudio <laughs> awesome, Casagnoli, the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Perfect Fit. A man, Kevin, that you and I have called our fair share of now. My God, from competition all over the world, Ring of Honor champion, great success, WWE, on and on and on. Now, Claudio Castagnoli. What an answer to the question, who's the best technical wrestler in the world? We're, we've got two of the best right here. Yeah, Zach's going to have his hands full. Zach Sabo with this guy, Claudio. He is a freaking stud. Homeboy Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Whitman. Welcome to the PWC Forbidden Door Review Show. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host is back once again, Evil Dose. Welcome to the Forbidden Door Show and welcome to channelattitude.com via Hami Media Group. What's crack a lacking? Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Ah, arigato. Wakarimasu. <laughs> ah, shit, Ichiban. PWC Ichiban. Not Ichibam. Ramen noodles. <laughs> Ramen noodles, that's right. Well, what a show, dude. I mean, what can we say? Uh, <laughs> this is a crazy show. I mean, I, I personally liked it, man. I, I liked it quite a bit. I don't know about you, Jeff, but I sure did. What do you think of the Forbidden Door? That ending of the show was so pointless. It was so very rampage. Um, 
<laughs> First of all, I, I thank you for having me at your house so that I could watch the show without me having to uh, pay for it. So that was great. I really appreciate that. It was, it was lovely of uh, these parents to have me over and prepare finger sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> Vegemite is gross, but still was a kind gesture. Um, yes. The What's show was Jago or your... No, it's... Oh, hi, oh, oh, H, I, oh, oh, I, oh, it's Ohio. Um, isn't he like oh, in, no. in Indiana why, now? Why Ohio, damn it. Yeah, is yeah, he in exactly. Indiana now? Yeah, he is. And he was never in Ohio to, to begin with. And the show was in Anyway, I don't want to be distracted by, <laughs> by, by him. The show was too long. Um, and, you know, I don't know if it was me. Or I thought the upper card top three matches were actually pretty disappointing, but I thought some of the lower card matches were actually quite good and some of them overperformed. Um, but if it was me, because I was drained because I was dreading five hours of wrestling and we only got four yeah. hours and 45 minutes, uh, if the show started at seven, did it start seven or six? Uh, didn't it start at eight? No, no seven, I mean, seven, I'm including seven, the buy in, dude. I mean, it was seven, seven, seven. Okay, so what? four hours and 45 minutes. So it was pretty damn close to, to five hours. Um, but I, I don't think so. I, I think that um, I think it was just too long and they could have done out without <laughs> they could they could have done without several of those matches. Some you know, obviously part of the deal was that Tony had to fly in the entire New Japan roster, including Ghetto, uh, and everyone got a payday. And so I guess he decided that most of his guys needed to get a payday, the ones that were released on contracts and not the ones that were uh, uh on appearance deals yeah i guess you're right and uh what do you think of cesaro's uh or should i say claudio costagnoli's debut in AEW? well i'm glad i have you and jargo here at the same time because oh well I'd, I'd, love, heard... I'd love to have jargo on right now but i'm sure he's at work no no 100%. he's watching he's hey, still... And we're doing a review show Tuesday, me and Jugger. Don't worry about that. You'll find I'm not that worried about that, but because I'm talking <laughs> to him and you. Because I heard the two of you say how the crowd went nuts for Okada. No, they didn't. About, they about three did. dozen people yelled holy shit after they realized who it was. Oh, come on, dude. What about tonight, man? They were oh, chanting your cut. That, that very same night that he debuted, if you want to see a pop, when FTR came out, they got a pop in the same arena, so it's not acoustics. Claudio got a pop. That's the difference between Trump. Now Okada got a really good response tonight, but he didn't get he didn't get the Claudio pop. What uh, now what now what, now, yeah, what do I think about uh, it's the it's close. No, it wasn't. Well, I think it's close. It, it, it's close if you take out eleven thousand people. Um oh, get stuff. The people were on their feet for Okada, dude. And and for all and for everybody for that matter. You're really gonna hate me when I do the review of the penump penultimate match because I thought Okada looked like he didn't want to be there. I don't know about that man. I thought he was pretty pumped up. That's just me though, dude. Well if that's what you think is pumped up, I thought I saw a lethargic guy that everyone's been telling me he's the best wrestler wow. in the world and he looked like he didn't want to be there and he was the most impressive guy in the match was Hangman Page. Wow we Wow, we. You really thought Hangman Page was the most impressive guy? He's the only one who looked like he was actually a physical wrestler. <laughs> the rest of them were dancers. It's not my fault, American fans are morons. Jago, did you watch it, like, live at all? Or well, you obviously couldn't because you're at work. Believe me, it's not what it is, dude. Okada got a standing ovation, believe me. From Trust 17 me, people. Trust me when I tell you that. And, I get and, fucked. 
Anyway. Okay, so where do you want to start with this card? Well, let's start from the start. Um, I guess we'll go from the pre-show as we get Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi defeating QT Martial and Aaron Solo in a meh match. And QT Martial, just quick, quick word of advice, never attempt a 450 ever again, please. This was a man match. I got this one wrong. Uh, I guess I, I guess I just didn't understand that Tony was only going to give New Japan the the least important matches, and they were going to lose everything else that, that was important that wasn't you know preordained for their guy not to lose. So okay, the factory lost. Big deal. I mean, I'm happy enough to be. I'm, I'm happy enough for the factory to lose, but the, this this match was a waste. This is ex- Exhibit A. Match number one is a match that had no need to be on the card whatsoever. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. Well, let's move on anyway. There was a nothing match. Anywho, we get a Lance Archer defeating Nick Comorado in a Hoss fight. Um, yeah, it was all right. I liked it. This, was a, this is a Jeff match. It's exactly what, yeah. what you want. But this match was not called uh was not announced until today so right. they had of the 13th match and immediately you know oh yeah lance archer is the only aew talent going to the g1 so they have to make him look good for the people in japan who might be watching this match so of course he was going to get the win i mean he should beat nick camarado anyway the, the, the way they've been positioned but lance uh archer wins very few matches period but i like the match i thought it was good this is these are two guys i can't even say that i'd like to see them in wwe because they'd fit in better there because i honestly don't know what would fit in in wwe now but my wwe the wwe even of five years ago 15 years ago 25 years ago 35 years ago these guys would you know would, would fit in in wwe anyway i like this match but it was it it didn't need to be on the card lance archer won as he should have go to the g1 young young middle-aged man and hmm and get six points and not advance very far <laughs> well as you said uh archer wins via blackout finisher for the win um and we move on to another uh pre-show match there's quite a few of them weren't there tonight four it seems i mean is this the most we've ever had on a pre-show i believe i think it's the most there's ever been on any pre-show ever <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree no really and that is between keith lee and swerve strickland versus el desperado and Kanemaru, and uh, yeah, Swerve and Keith Lee end up getting the win in a fun match. I actually like this match, dude. I did too. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it was a good match. I, as a matter of fact, of the, this, of the pre-show, that was definitely the best match of the pre-show. The the, the Archer Camarado and and this match might have been my favorite back-to-back matches of the night. Uh, this match actually told exactly the story it should have told. It stuck to the story. Everything made sense except for some of Keith Lee's acting. Um, but beyond that, it was great. And these two guys, Desperado and Kanemaru, uh, Kanemaru should put in context and wear the same mask because they have the same exact build and they could really do that twin magic thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've heard well, a lot about Desperado. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't depress. He didn't impress particularly, but I, I'm not really sure he was supposed to. Oh, we got a long one from a Facebook user. Um, Ishii got a standing ovation two months ago. Kenta got a standing ovation last year. 
<laughs> Taco Sushi got a standing ovation a month ago. None of them matter. The people in the arena are not representatives of the casual fan. And AEW doesn't need any more of the hardcore fans. They're already there or watching. They need to figure out how to get away from leading so hard into dream matches and write a compelling human story. Who do you think that is actually, Jeff? I, I don't have an idea, but a very smart person who's a very good storyteller, a very good writer, probably well-spoken too, probably handsome. <laughs> because it sounds, he, this person sounds kind of familiar, but hmm. who is it? I'm not sure. It sounds like me it's so smart. I, I'm a little bit oh, confused. Listen, I'm not even against dream matches if they're actually dream matches. <laughs> I mean, like like well, on a wide-scale dream match. Well, it depends. <laughs> What Listen, it means to be a dream match. CM Punk is not a dream match to most people. That's a niche dream match. CM Punk Okada is a dream I match. I think to anyone, even a casual wrestling fan, recognizes the marquee value of that. Just quietly, I knew that was Chris. That was our well, of boy. Of course, Chris it's Sam's. Chris. As soon as you <laughs> saw Taco Sushi. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know. But it just sounded exactly like, <laughs> like Chris would. Something that Chris would say, definitely. Shout outs to Chris. We miss you already, dude. You could have watched it for free, for God damn it. What are you talking about? <laughs> it wasn't free. We came over. You made me buy pizza. Yeah, of course. Despy might be the most underrated wrestler in the world. Right now, Jargo, I think he's very underrated. That's for sure. I'm sure um, Jeff would not agree with you, but yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I don't know. This is the only time I've seen him, so I can hardly say that. I mean, right now, if you were to ask me who's the most underrated wrestler in the world... I, I probably would go with maybe Bandito or Dragon Lee um, for, for what they can do. I mean, those are the two best luchadors I, I've seen. Um, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to give it some thought as to who is the most underrated, but I can't say well, he's not. Despy's been on fire, dude. Believe me when I say that. This year has been his year for sure. But uh, yeah, man, look, at the end well, of the day, this, well, this was, was a... not that match. This match, the, these two guys, Desperado and Kanemaru, were, were being the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. They were they were trying to cut the ring off in half, and they were taking out the big guy's knees. That, that was the story. Well told, well done. Perfect story. Unimportant match, but I'm glad it was on. And Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland won, even though clearly still not being on the same page. Uh, didn't need all the crap with, with Team Taz afterwards. It was... Waste of time, totally unnecessary. They could have done that as a pre-recorded promo, um, you know, and, and aired it on Dynamite or Rampage. Oh, yeah, I agree. But no, none of this great match, fun match, that is. Best match of the pre-show, no doubt about it. And, and we've still got another pre-show match, actually, Jeff. I know. Which is between Gun Club and Max Caster versus uh, uh, Kevin Knight. Alex Corklin and uh, Uemura. And uh, the Gun Club won pretty quick, man. And Max Caster. Yeah, this was a weird match. By the way, the, 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 out of the four matches I got wrong, uh, three of them are in the first five matches. So uh, I don't feel altogether too terrible about that. But uh, apparently Danhausen... Uh, put the ass boys music on the jumbotron and the ass boys actually ran out of the match and left the entire time. Um, the LA do dojo guys made, gave vanilla midgets a bad name. Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen four less interesting looking 
wrestlers. The the Ring of Honor dojo guys are better are better to look at. Uh, and this guy DKC, who when after I saw him take the pin with Hook, I said, "Well, now we know who's eating the pin." The next time, oh boy, well, did he ever? I mean, th- this guy is is the New Japan version of Joey Janela. Looks like him. He stinks oh. like him. He eats pins like him. Oof, that's harsh, dude. That's pretty fucking harsh. Come on now. But it's time for the main event, actually. Well, Jugger says they're young lions. They're uninteresting by design, which is actually true, Jeff. Oh, cool. Cool plan. Is I mean, that's the problem with, with the Japanese wrestling is that they're basically all interchangeable. They don't seem to have any distinctive personalities. Oh, well, that's 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 what you think. Whatever, it, it is what it is. But let's move on to the main card proper. And it's our first match of the evening between Chris Jericho, Minoru Suzuki, and Sammy Guevara versus Eddie Kingston, Will Yuta, and Shota Umino in a fun matchup. And thank God the right man won. I knew it was going to be Jericho, Suzuki, and Guevara. I mean, there was no chance Kingston, Yuta, and Umino was going to win this, surely, right? Yeah, you you were right. I got this one wrong, and it, it they added the stipulation, which uh, it took me a while to process. But apparently, the winner of this match would get a one man advantage uh, at yes. Forbidden Door. So at that point, it got well, obvious actually, as well because exactly. the heels have to get that. And well, then yeah, the segment the- later with um, Imuno, which at first glance I thought was needless. Well, obviously it's not. He's going to get his revenge of blood and guts and. And, and cost the heels the match despite their one-person advantage. So there we go. There we go. And uh, the Jazz end up winning via Juice Effect for the for the win. And I only, get, I only get one more match wrong the rest of the night. Well, I'm so far 100%, but I know I get shit wrong <laughs> coming up. But anyway, we move on to our next matchup. We know winner take all for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship and the IWGP Tag Team Championship. And this was pretty obvious and pretty predictable as FTR become your new IWGP Tag Team Champions. And yes, Rapungi Vice ate the pin, as we all said. Jeff. Yep. But it was a good match. This, this, it this was. was. It, it was fun. You know, they did the fake injury to Dax and he came back like Willis Reed or Cody. Or I'm sure it's actually a callback to some other match that I can't remember right now where somebody got injured and came back in the middle to save the day. But it was good. I mean, this, this this was a good match. They they all worked their asses off. I'm not a Trent or a Rocky Romero uh, fan or Pungi Vice together. I'm not separate or apart. I don't. I'm not interested in them. But um, they played their roles well. And yeah, like I said, it was exactly what we thought it was going to be. And now uh, FTR has three titles because they still do have the AAA titles. They just can't mm-hmm. say it on this card. So. Um, you know, they, they can walk around saying that, you know, you can argue whether or not any of those titles are particularly meaningful. Um, but one, it's, it's, it sets up a potential interesting collision with the Bucks, who have the AW tag team titles right now. So you could really have all the titles on the line. Um, that's good. This was, this, this was the result everybody expected and everyone got it. And that's not always a bad thing. Absolutely. Um, next, we get a little segment backstage where Tony Schiavone was backstage with Switchblade, Jay White, and Juice Robinson. Juice claimed to be the true IWGP US champ. White will live up to Juice's feats to win his four-way IWGP world title defense. Jesus Christ, Juice was annoying as shit here. Yeah. I can't stand the way he's talking. Yep. It's just, he's got to stop this shit. It's just cringe. 
Yep. Absolutely cringe. Terrible. He's, he, he should never speak again. Oh, God, man. That was... <laughs> what the fuck was that shit? That's... That's what, oh man, it was he was bad. there because the entire New Japan roster had to get, you know, how to get a payday. And oh, Jago, trust me, this was bad. This was a bad promo, bro. It was just yuck. That, that, that mean, doesn't make him wrong. Um, and I guess Tony Storm said, I want my boyfriend there. Her husband or whatever there to each other. Oh, man. It, it was just, it was cringe, man. It was absolutely cringe. Yep. Oh man. Anyway, we move on next for uh, which is our AEW All Atlantic Championship match between Puck, Miro, Malachi Black, and Clark Connors in a four way to become the inaugural champion. Now, this is where she went downhill for me. We both picked Miro, but Pack won. I mean, and which which is great. I, I, I love the fact that Pack win, and he won via the brutalizer submission to win, and I'm happy for him, man. But I just didn't see it coming. Well, me either. But there were people who were predicting it, and and for the right reasons. That you know, people said that he's an AEW original and he should get a title. So I'm glad for it for that reason. And I'm a Pac fan, so I'm happy with it. I'm, I got it wrong as well. Um, I'm also hopeful that with a singles title, that they will spread him away from the uh, Lucha Brothers and let them be more of a tag act and not this death triangle thing any longer. So, uh, so that's our cool. That's all cool. I don't think that pack is going to be the champion for long. I, I think yeah, the Miro Malachi black are both going to be in that picture. Uh, hopefully Malachi without his goons, apparently buddy Matthews has been working through an injury. So uh, maybe they can let him rest up uh, and Brody King, let's face it. Nobody misses him. Um, yeah. Clark Connors was didn't really add much to the match. It's funny they call him the Wild Rhino or something like that, and he was like by <laughs> far the cowboy. He was like the the smallest guy in there wearing cowboy outfit. I don't know how any of that is Rhino. Um, maybe maybe he means he's a Wild Republican in name only. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, the, uh, this match was good. I mean, Clark Connors had no business being in it. I, I don't know why they couldn't put someone else in there, but fine, it's all good. I guess New Japan wanted some of their dojo guys to get some, you know, uh, major league money, I suppose. He's good, though. Believe me, he's got a future. That's for sure. He's, he's, and, he is good, but he's good in midget wrestling. I mean. <laughs> God damn it. And Jago, FYI, Juice still didn't end up giving him his U.S. title back. Just just saying. Right. But, uh, yeah. It he's is still holding it hostage. Where do we go from here now with uh, Miro and Malachi Black, actually, Jeff? Well, I think that they're both going to say that the, the, they didn't lose uh, and that they cost each other. Maybe they feud with each other, but they'll both lay claim on packs. I wouldn't listen. I'm not against a, uh, a fatal three way, uh, you know, with these three guys or them each getting solo matches, whatever. whatever. I'm, I'm good with it. It's fine. I mean, I, I hope they don't get forgotten. It's very easy for people to get forgotten with a with AEW. The nice thing about Pac having that t- that title is he's one of those guys that was easy to forget, so at least he won't be for a while, um, right. and he'll be in the middle stuff. And he can work a good match with anyone, and he's he's legit. Like he's you know, like Clark Connors is is like about Pac's size, but he's nowhere near his intensity. I agree, one hundred percent. Let's move on to the next matchup. It's Bullet Club versus. This is due to that, except it's without Takahashi and without Hukuleo. So we got the 
We got El Fantasmo and the Bucks versus Who's El, El Fantasmo Chase Owens. No. So El Fantasmo is not Chase Owens now. or David Finley. Hell no, 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 absolutely not. Well, I, I don't know who the hell that guy is, but he's completely. Believe me, give that guy more of a chance. He he's annoying. Don't get me wrong. What you saw is what he's meant to be, but believe me, he's a lot better than you think. So he's Jack Evans as well. No, he's much better than Jack Evans. Mm. Trust me on that. Trust me. You, you got to trust me on that. I'm not going to trust but anyway, you, you. You can't even tell the difference between a pop and polite applause. That's bullshit, Jeff. You clearly... Anyway, I can't wait for Jago to actually watch this and find out for himself. But anyway, um, yeah. the I'm talking the about the dynamite guy. reaction. The dynamite reaction? Come on, dude. Yeah. Come on now. Anyway, um, we get a little funny thing at the start as uh, Shivani shows. It's Sting! Sting never showed up for his entrance. The lights flashed up to the rafters, then back to the entrance ramp. Sting was atop of the tunnel to leap down for a flying crossbody onto the bad guys. Shivani again shouted, It's Sting! <laughs> as the match progressed and Sting ran wild. Brother! What do you think of this little intro, dude? I mean... Um, sort of a throwback to Sting. Sting was really up for this match, that's for sure. Well, I mean, listen. I, I think Sting was the star of this match. Well, he was. He was designed to be. I mean, we always knew that they weren't going to lose because you don't have Sting in a match with them losing. I mean, th this Sting being invulnerable at 63 years old, like him being the Undertaker, no-selling everything, in including um, uh, purple nurples with, with the nipples, is, is dumb. But this is what we knew we were going to get. We got it exactly. Um Takagi or Takagi, however he says it. Takagi. Uh, okay, Takagi. He, he, yeah, he's, you know. Shingo. He's like a lot of those, uh, the Japanese wrestlers, like short, thick guys that look like they're probably tough as hell, sort of like, you know, probably how we would look at Harley Race now. Um, you know, I, I'd love to see some of these guys in the old NWA, not the current NWA. Um, but this match was exactly what it was going to be. I, I'm, I can't tell you that I really liked it it was silly um but it wasn't too long and the right people won and it it validated my belief that the bullet club undisputed elite alliance for one night wasn't going to work very well and you know as soon as i saw it i'm like all right good i'm, I'm right about the the uh the, the pen ultimate match pretty silly in my opinion but sting darby allen and shingo takaki defeats the young bucks and el fantasmo for the win, and uh, yeah, we get a little advert for AEW returning to New York City on September 21st for Grand Slam and Arthur Ashe Stadium. Are you pumped, Jeff? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I, I, listen, they always try to put, give you good shows. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I hope so. I mean, they'll be done with all this blood and guts nonsense by then. I mean, it's, that's in three months. That's in a quarter. So, sure. We'll see. I, you know. Well... Let's move on to the next matchup, which is for your AEW Women's World Championship between Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. So much forbidden door here. So much forbidden door. I was sort of sad for... for I mean, we knew Rosa was going to get the win. I was hoping deep down that, that Tony Storm would get the win, but it doesn't happen. And uh, Thunder Rosa retains her AEW Women's Championship. I mean, shit. Who cares, right? Nobody cared. Nobody, nobody was alive during this match, including me. 
and I like I sort of glazed over during the match before. Me too. Uh, because I knew that it was gonna be silly, and I you know wasn't gonna care very much. So I I tried really hard to focus on this match, and I and I watched every single second of it, and I can't tell you that I remember anything. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Neither do I, except for the finish. But um, yeah, who cares? But anyway, before that, we did get a shot at Umino, uh, like earning the respect of Chris Jericho sort of segment in the back. And uh, we get a daddy magic and cool hand fireball. Jericho shoots his wizardry, <laughs> wizardry into <laughs> Umino's face. Respect that that's, that, that because... sounds like a line that, that needs more context. Shot his wizardry he's into a wizard. Umino's face. He's, he's a wizard. He shot his yeah, exactly. wizardry into Umino's face. <laughs> yeah, because he's a wizard. Yeah. God damn it. Anyway, as we were saying before, uh, uh, Rosa wins with the final reckoning, which apparently she learned from Dustin Rhodes. You know that? They've been talking a lot about the Dustin Rhodes thing after Dustin Rhodes came in. <laughs> and remember, I, I, I think we talked about it. I'm not sure if it was you and me or, or me and Steve, but I said, I think Dustin Rhodes like trained her for a while. And someone's like, I don't know that. Are you sure? I'm like, no, I'm not really sure. I think it was you and I because I, I I'm pretty sure I knew that about yeah it was pretty sure it was you and I Jeff could be wrong but uh but anyway um, we get Jim Ross coming into the house as he joined commentary as he joined the commentary right. table he couldn't be bothered with the rest of the show uh, no I think he got excited from now on uh, in in my but, opinion but, but he couldn't well sure he got excited from now on because he wasn't part of the show beforehand. So I guess it was a good time for him to get excited when he's working. Are, are you going to keep showing the, the, the thumbnails and not us? Yes. Don't worry, Jeff. Our faces will appear eventually just because we're talking about the matchups. It's just how I do things with, with the pay-per-view reviews. But, but I am so good looking. Of course you are. You even combed your head. Don't worry. They'll see you. They've already seen you. But uh, it, we get... It's never enough. It's not enough. More than me. Is this guy full of himself, folks, or what? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But all good, Jeff. We love you anyway. This is the but, face uh, that runs the place. Well, it seems like it. Well, we, we got our next matchup for the IWGP United States Championship between Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy. You know what, man? It was a lot better than I expected, although Will Ospreay absolutely carried Orange Cassidy's b- bum ass. How do you say it's a lot better than match. what you expected when you said that you thought this would be the match of the night? I said it could potentially be a match stealer, and up up until this point, I think it was. <laughs> no, it wasn't even close. But in oh, fairness to you and everyone else who says that, as soon as Orange Cassidy walks out, my I check out. So he he's he's in the immediate like my eyes are open, but but the the like whatever is around your pupil, I guess it's your iris, it closes up. He like the opposite mm-hmm. of dilated occurs. Like my my eyes close up. I, I see him. I don't care. Wow, it's that bad. Huh? Well, like I, like I was saying, Will Ospreay absolutely carried Orange Cassidy's fucking ass throughout the whole match, in my opinion. He made Orange look like a million bucks, in my opinion, Jeff. Whatever. I, I, you listen, this is not about Will Ospreay. It's about Orange Cassidy. Will Ospreay's fine. Will Ospreay's a good wrestler. He's a little short for my taste, but he's, he's good at what he does. <laughs> um, Orange Cassidy is just a, he's a total embarrassment. Well, anyway... He's a pox um, on what they call professional wrestling. Well, the storm breaker corkscrew neck breaker by Osprey ends up sealing the deal for Osprey retaining his IWGP United States Championship as we see Juice with his belt in the crowd, I think he was. 
Afterwards, we yeah, get he, he was like in a skybox. Um, right. By the way, we should mention that while the while this was a sellout, it was nowhere near fully attended. Oh, come on, Jeff. It's there just wasn't facts. that many empty seats, dude. Come on, they the had fourteen thousand. No, no, no. They had fourteen thousand seats allocated from the start, right? Then no, they, they opened the, a few more. They, they had fourteen thousand allocated. They kept announcing the attendance was sixteen thousand four hundred and sixty-one. What are you Is talking? Is that what about? they announced? They yes. announced that on the show. I never over even and over again. I kid you not. I never noticed, but I didn't see the only places where I saw. No people was behind the stage, which is normal usually, Jeff. The upper two decks were almost completely empty, and God knows That's what was bullshit. going on on the non-hot That is bullshit. I don't buy that, man. There's only one section where it was like that throughout the and, whole... And they're lucky the they were that full because they were selling tickets for 2 and $3 today. Yeah, well, that that's one thing, but who cares? I mean, at the end of the day, these were last-second uh, tickets anyway that went on sale, literally, on the day... Wrong. They were they they were tickets in every in every section, and they were these selling. scalpers that were yes, selling? Yes, they were scalpers. Absolutely. Listen, exactly. They, See, they, 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 you get their there's the difference. Dollar. Yes, they did. They got they got they sold out. I'm not That's saying that's all that did. matters. What I'm, well, it does. Except that in the future, if scalpers aren't going to jump into that market, will they sell out? It, well, well, it appears not. Why are scalpers being pricks anyway? At the end of the day. Well, they're not being pricks. They're just trying to make money. But usually they make money. And when they're not going to make money, they exit the market. Whatever. They lost. That's all that matters. Afterwards, we get Osprey and Aussie Open wanting to embarrass Cassidy. Rapungi Vice then runs out for the save. But the numbers got them as we get Katsuri Shibata, Jago. Did you hear me? Katsuri Shibata arriving on the scene to kick ass in the showdown with Osprey. Cassidy put his sunglasses on, Shibata, and posed with thumbs up. And uh, cheesy, but a great moment. I almost feel bad because it looks like, it kind of looked like Shibata was getting quite emotional, actually, Jeff. No idea. I've never seen them before. I know that he's someone who can never wrestle again. Obviously, this was Tony Khan being like, I love this guy and I want to give him a payday no matter what. But this was this was eight to ten minutes that didn't need to be on this pay-per-view. <laughs> And whenever I see your favorite two jars of mayonnaise, you know, I was already out of it. And then, and then Rapungi Vice comes out. I mean, this was this was like the sum of everything I don't care about. Orange Cassidy, best friends, two jars of mayonnaise, Will Ospreay, who I barely care about, and then bring out a, a Japanese wrestler who I don't know who can't even wrestle. <laughs> You're fucked. This 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 is this is this is. Tony Khan's dream, which is my nightmare. This, this, this is like, this is like thin, the thin days of Ring of Honor. Well, anyway, Shibata, for, for anyone that doesn't realize, this guy is... Can you put on Jarko's the shelf comment the... again, Mr. Jefferson Negative? What did he say? He said that's the dumbest shit ever, and I'm assuming he's, he's talking about Shibata, right? He's only yep. talking about Jago. Yeah. He's a fan of Shibata. Hang Still on. was dumb. The reason you feel that way is direct failure of commentary. Wait, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Elaborate a little bit more, Jago. Um, but anyway, for anyone that doesn't realize, Shibata is being put on the shelf pretty much for good. I mean, heck, he's even got a piece of his skull removed, legitly. Yeah. So, oh yeah, here we go. Yes, Shibata equals dumbest shit ever. And he's meaning that in a good way. He's a fan of Shibata. He just doesn't want to see him get hurt, Jeff. That's what he means. 
Oh, okay. All right. Well, all right. Yeah, believe well, me. Any, tell, any, you, tell you, Jogger. I believe you. Any way you look at it, it was dumb. <laughs> it was it was bad TV. It did nothing for the for the crowd there. It did nothing for the audience at home. It was it was basically masturbatory. This is to you, Jeff. What if you don't care about Shibata, it's because you don't know his story, and that's a direct failure of the commentary, which is actually true, Jeff. I suppose, but the commentary shouldn't have to tell a story about someone who's never going to wrestle again during a pay-per-view. If they wanted to do this sequence on Dynamite, let them do it and let them tell a story. Let them have a vignette, a, you know, a 10-minute retrospective of his career, and then let it be a surprise. I, I mean this is not the time to introduce us to uh, a sob story and have like a Lacey Evans, you know, hard story vignette. However true or touching it is, this this is a pay-per-view. This is a time where you end feuds or at least you have exhibition matches. This, this, you don't introduce us to all of this shit. I agree. I agree. This is why it was the dumbest shit ever. There's, there's no, whether it's his physical health or the whole thing, it was, it, it was a bad segment. This is, this is, this is Tony Khan doesn't have an editor. I mean, you could have cut a half hour off the show already just for stuff that's, that wasn't necessary for this card. And I'll give them the Umino wizard thing that they need that to set up the predicted end for Blood and Guts. <laughs> but they could have just beat the shit out of him after the match instead of doing that whole thing and done the fire there. Yeah. Uh, he's a wizard, dude. I mean, what can I say? And of course he has to go after Umino. Because he's always saying shit about red shoes, if you know the history with Jericho and red shoes and all that shit. But anyway, I mean, Umino they thought it was just back. so that uh, two point could get a payday. But then they we saw them again at the end. Of, I mean, we get. Is there a law in AW that we have to get three seconds with Jericho every show, no matter what? <laughs> well, he's a wizard, Jeff. He just spawns <laughs> himself anywhere. They right, you are. All right, next <laughs> well, match, right? Well, next matchup um, is the most predictable matchup probably of the evening between Zack Sabre Jr. and who, Jeff? Claudio Castagnoli. Did uh, Zack Sabre right. Jr. get a, a big pop also in your mind? I was happy, but I wasn't that freaking excited because it was so obvious it was going to happen. No, it was crickets. I had no we doubts. got crickets. Nobody no, we cares. didn't get crickets. We didn't get crickets, right? But like you were saying, I think it was you and I talking on um, Uncaged earlier, way earlier. <laughs> um, it's he's gonna blow over, dude. Big deal. He's just another mid card WWE guy that they've gotten once again, right? True. Well, now he's a top card guy. He's in, he's in there. Is he? In their top I don't faction. know about that just yet. I'm not sure. You know they love their factions. I mean, he's already in Blood and Guts, which is going to be what an hour of dynamite. So all these guys are supposed to follow Moxley now? Or, or Regal. I, I don't know who they follow. I, I <laughs> Do they all get titles now? I don't know what the pecking order is here. I You know, it's who is it? So it's Moxley, Claudio, Yuta, and I guess what they have, Santana. No, Yuta. Oh, now? yeah, Wheeler Yuta, Wheeler Yuta. That's right. Right. And who was it? It's Moxley, Danielson, Yuta. Well, Danielson Miel, is this on Costagnoli. This is this is fine. This is who everybody expected. That's who they got. Everybody was happy to see it. I think anybody else would have been a disappointment. You know, I heard people talking about Gargano and being, I'd be fine with Gargano. No, you wouldn't. Uh, for, no. They, I mean, first of all, against, against Zack Sabre Jr., he'd have to lose because they're the same type of wrestler and Zack Sabre Jr. is twice the size. And for blood and guts, 
Johnny Gargano? No, thank you. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> that just That's sounds fine. so off. Good, that is good, so off. Good for Claudio, but yeah, this is if I'm in the AW locker room, I'm mad. I'm like, why not me? <laughs> well, as Jago says in the comments, I don't think there's a leader of BCC. No, yeah, there isn't. But now that um, Moxley is your AEW interim world champion, I wonder if that kind of changes things and maybe we get a moment where maybe Danielson ends up challenging Moxley possibly, even though they're both BCC members. I can see that actually happening. Jeff, wow. do you agree? Well, let's wait for Danielson to come back because the, his, his, the story on him is, is not sounding so great. Um, what is going on with him, really? Is it is it a concussion issue? Yeah, it's what, a concussion. The, it is. It's a concussion. Really? And then they say a few years ago, if he had one more concussion, like he could never wrestle again. Shit. Well, so, hopefully he can wrestle again. I mean, is there a chance well, he that he doesn't will. come back? That's the problem. He will. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. He's a smart guy, but he's not smart about himself. I listen. Clearly. I understand that. I'm a smart guy, but I'm not smart about myself. Um, I think we all like that at times. Yeah, I think well, it's yeah, part yeah. of being human, actually, Jeff. Ooh, very good. That's that was very deep. You're right. But yeah, <laughs> this match, however, was entirely too long. This should have been seven minutes. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I actually, I'll be honest with you, it lost me after like, you know, yeah, it went way too long, man. And uh, it was boring. Claudio, I hate these matches. Yeah, I know. I agree. Cla Claudio rallied up with a pop-up European uppercut discus lariat. And recall a bomb to win in a, yeah, it was an entertaining match. Don't, don't get me wrong. But, no, um, it wasn't. It was a boring match. It was entertaining, match. but it became boring, in my opinion. I agree. But it was all right. It wasn't too bad. It was, it was too a bad. Typical, it was a typical Costagnoli, Zack Sabre Jr. match, just without the excitement, other than the start. <laughs> if that makes sense. It doesn't. Nobody wanted to see this 20-minute match. And, and Zack Sabre Jr. got way too much offense it was too it was too close it's surprisingly it, and claudio should have clobbered him and by the way if we had to wait close to 20 minutes for him to do the the spin the world the carousel the carousel the merry-go-round it, it should have been more than seven we he should have done you know 25 <laughs> yeah true good point and, and yeah especially with the big swing was such a waste but anyway it is what it is he ends up redeeming himself later on in a absolutely unnecessary sort of thing that happens at the end of the show, but we'll get to that as we move on to the next matchup, which is for your IWGP World Heavyweight Championship between Jay White, your champion, Hangman Adam Page, Kazuchika Okada, and Adam Cole, baby. In a pretty great... I, I love this matchup, dude. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okada was... I mean, I don't care what you say, Jeff. The people gave Okada a standing ovation. Heck, they gave all four of these guys a standing ovation. And out of all four of these guys, Okada was definitely the most over by a mile. I would agree with that. Um, the pop I was talking about for Okada was about Dynamite for the third time. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm just yeah, saying, I'm talking good, about he, tonight's show. You got a good pop tonight. Um, you know, they all got flight pops uh it was hard to tell with page because commentary was speaking over it so i couldn't tell if he wasn't getting the pop or if they were just speaking over it um but this match was exactly what i thought it was going to be except in slow motion so i'm sorry i was i was disappointed when you have four wrestlers of this caliber 
Um, it, to me, it moved very slowly. Um, oh. And I really felt Okada looked like he'd like for someone who's supposed to be the best wrestler in the world. He didn't, he didn't feel like he was the best wrestler in, in that ring. Um, he, he, like I said, most of the match, he seemed like he was lethargic. Like it just didn't seem like he wanted to be there. Um, Hangman or well, Jugger says Hangman out of his class in this match. I agree, but he held his own. I thought that. Hangman was the one who looked the best in this match. Maybe because I had the lowest expectations for him. He held his own. He he actually did. Although I I don't, I don't think Okada was as bad as Jeff sort of describes, and I don't think he wasn't happy not to be there. I mean, well, to be there because I felt like he was like he he was getting the crowd behind him. He was mimicking to the fans a lot. I mean, come on, dude. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm going to agree to disagree on that one. But uh, okay. I don't know, Jago. I want you to watch it. I'm looking forward to what you have to say. But nonetheless, Switchblade Jay White retains his IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against Kazuchika Okada, Hangman Page, and Adam Cole in a four-way. Although I will say that ending to the matchup was kind of weird, dude. Well, yeah, but Jay White pinned Adam Cole just like we said he would, right. because they're, um, you know, the their, you know, the the alliance was tenuous to begin with, which was the story, which is what I predicted. Um, so glad that I got it right, but it was weird, and I I think that Adam Cole re-injured his shoulder. I think that's what it Jay White like was it. It, the referee and, and why the people came out. Well, Okada, let me get this straight. Okada done the his rainmaker, um, like on Cole, right for drop kicks, then the tombstone slam. Cole ducked the rainmaker though. White picked his spot to rush in for a blade runner to Okada. White chose to make the pin on Cole for victory, which is weird because it was a blade runner to Okada, and by this point, Cole was already sitting there after taking a. A rainmaker like felt like five minutes ago. Yeah, and then he and then he pinned friggin' Adam Cole anyway instead of Okada, who he actually put the Blade Runner on. That's what I mean about slow motion. It doesn't seem like anyone really knew where to be, and and that's because they dragged Okada out four days ago or five days ago to and basically coerced him into being in this match, and it went from being planned to be a three man to a four man, and they they didn't have a, they didn't have time to figure out how to do it, so. You know, they just went with the obvious spots, the, 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 yay, boo, yay, boo. And they, you know, it wasn't a bad match, but it wasn't a good match either. And the end was awkward. You're right. And there was a delay there. And I don't know if it's because Cole was hurt or just because everybody didn't know exactly where to be and when to be there. It yeah, was definitely what right the fuck there. moment. What was wrong with Cole anyway to begin with? Was it a shoulder issue the even shoulder. then? It's his left shoulder. Okay, so been banged up for a while, and they basically okay. gave him four weeks off. I mean, well, this true. is this is AW. No matter how many injuries they have, you know, when Tony Khan said on Friday, "We have a wellness policy," and and I joked, "Yeah, their wellness policy is we're against it." Yeah, I just want to say there was way too many super kicks in this matchup, but uh... <laughs> what, do you, what do you expect? I mean, you know. But it is what it is, right? I mean, especially with Adam Cole being in the matchup. But yeah, definitely. Adam Cole. No, for sure. Adam Cole definitely looks like he got injured. As good as the match was, I felt for me, that ending absolutely left a sell spot in my mouth, that's for sure. And uh yeah, it just it really yeah. absolutely puts the match down because of that finish. But that's just yeah, that's what I think anyway. Yeah, I mean uh, listen, the the, the last 
three or four the top car matches i I, th I thought the lower card was more entertaining even some of those stupid matches were at least entertaining well afterwards we get the young bucks and color raleigh passing white on the ramp the undisputed elite appeared to have salty words for white the bullet club leader ignored them and walked on by cole was down in the ring receiving medical attention the Bucks shared a stare with Hangman until O'Reilly called for them to focus on their fallen friend in Cole. And it's ironic because all of the Undisputed Era or Undisputed Elite, if you want to call it that, are all injured. Coincidence? Yep. I think not, Jeff. No, they're, they're all made of balsa wood. So, I mean, no, of course not. I mean, it's, it's only interesting when they're not injured. I mean, <laughs> Fish not being injured is, is abnormal. Him being injured is the normal status. Hate to say it, but I guess you're right at the moment, man. But it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, look, for me, it was a fun matchup, no doubt about it. But that that finish was just yuck. Yeah, it but, was Gaga. Uh, it was Gaga. It was definitely Gaga. But let's move on to the main event of the evening for your AEW Interim World Championship between John Moxley and Hiroshi Tanahashi. In a match that I found at first, I wasn't digging. But it got turned up towards the end, and it was a fun match, although they should have ended it a lot earlier, in my opinion. There was a point in the match where it should have been done, but instead they dragged it on. I have to be honest with you. This match was mercifully short compared to the, the three prior matches, so I don't have any issue with it. I, don't, I think it was maybe, what, 12, 13 minutes tops? Yeah, about that, something like that. Yeah. But it was a good match. It, it told a story. It kind of reminded me of Bret Hart. Um, stone cold sort of but like the poor man's way and when I say that at one point you saw the crowd turned on Moxley dude the crowd yeah, started booing Moxley and were all behind Tanahashi because they knew it was going to be a bullshit finish by this point where it felt like Tana deserved to get the win well it, it you know this whole thing with BCC has always been weird because they've been always sort of heelish but Yuta clearly doesn't want to be heel and they're on the face side against Jericho Appreciation Society in this blood and guts thing. So it, it's weird. It's almost like they're the APA uh, where they were just like soldiers for hire, even though that's not what they were supposed to be at all. Um, I think that after blood and guts, they're going to try to be distinctively heal. I don't know how that works for Yuta or not. That's not going to work. It's not going to work, especially with... Uh... Claudio Costagnoli now being part of the group. Yeah, that's true. See, they're booking and he's a brand into a spanking corner, Jeff. Toy. You're right. They it doesn't do. make any sense. But Brian was obviously trying to be the heel when he when he did his his promo on Wednesday. He even pointed right. out he came out through the bad guy tunnel. Um, yeah. And Moxley was clearly being the bad guy, saying, "I'm the ace here," which is true. He is the ace here. But you know, it's still a heely thing to do, much like Keith Lee. You know. Putting a pause, a timeout during the match so that people can sing his song, and he does, he does like the Seth Rollins maestroing of it, conducting of it, oh, um, as he poses. But uh, I don't know. listen, you know, you know, it, it, it's weird for professional wrestling because we're supposed to have good guys and bad guys, and there's a yeah. lot of confusion in AW. But I, I sort of don't mind it because I, I sort of like the tweeners, and and you know, I, so. I, I'm of a mixed mind with it, but yeah, but, that, that was clear. And isn't Tanahashi sort of like always a baby face? So of course, why, why fight it? Of course, he's the ace. I mean, and the fans were chanting, go ace. 
Even He's to got, the point where I was like, go ace. I mean, I wanted ace to win. They were talking to Moxley, the ace of AEW. Yeah, yeah, right. But I'm talking about the fans in attendance. Very pretty hair. He does. Well, his hair is kind of um, over peroxide, if that makes sense. I I think Lisa Rinna would be jealous of his hair. He's a fine looking man, that's for sure, Jeff. I'm not talking about the rest of him, but his hair is beautiful. (laughs) Look, he's beat up, dude. He's pretty beat up. He was a much better wrestler years ago. He could have worn that hair on Melrose Place. Mm. Oh, definitely. And I was a big fan of uh, Melrose Place. And Jago says again in in the chat. They're Austin-like babyfaces that just beat people up and want to win championships. They're not here to make friends, but they fight with dignity and respect, and that's pretty well said. Oh but Moxley, I'll tell you now, Jago. I think I've ever read. You don't know Tana properly, Jeff, but anyway, it doesn't matter. There's what no does Tana explaining. have to do with the sentence that we just read? Just all of it. They're, they're both like... Anyway, it doesn't matter. He's of talking about Daniel Bryan. He's talking well. about Daniel Bryan and Moxley in that comment. But I was going to say... The fans absolutely turned on Moxie in the in the sense of go away heat. It felt like though to me, Jeff. You might be right. I don't. I, I don't know. I you know. I, it's hard to believe. I, I don't know why. Maybe maybe they're just taking down this whole interim champion thing, which is sort of stupid. Maybe they were tired of just being there for for almost five hours. Oh God, maybe. Maybe who knows, man? But yeah, it is what it is. And uh, I, I don't think this match was bad. I don't think it was great, but this match wasn't bad. It was fine. It was great, but then we had that ridiculous ending, dude. That was terrible. I mean, it, it was like the repeat of ramp the end of Rampage, which was like universally panned. So Tony decided to run it again a second time, dude. Ugh. Dude, uh, this ending, I don't understand why they had to go there. And let me just talk about it. After he, the match. Because Hagar and Garcia and Santana Trees had to get their pay per view payday. So they had to be on the show. Oh, it, it made me sick, to be honest with you. But uh, as I was saying, um, before I get to that, Moxie closed with the Death Rider DDT for the victory, just quietly. And after the match, Moxie and Tanahashi were showing respect. As the Jericho Appreciation Society ruined the moment to attack, Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz ran out as backup. That set up for a Claudio to be a savior and clear the ring. Oh, God. Cool Hand Ange was the victim of a giant swing. <laughs> Kingston was angry at Claudio's presence. Uh, commentary mentioned past issues between the two. Moxie laughed at Kingston's temper tantrum. The good guy stood tall to close the show. Great action all night long for a very enjoyable pay-per-view, though, Jeff. I will say, though, at Blood and Guts, don't be surprised if Jericho's team win again. I'll tell you why. Because of unfinished business between Kingston and Costagnoli. Well, I mean, wasn't there unfinished business between Brian Danielson and Kingston, so they're just putting Claudio in the... What unfinished business? Was this from 14 years ago? Well, yeah, essentially. This is what AEW does, Jeff. No one cares. You know, they're not going to explain it and they're going to go with it. Listen, there might be that, but they're still going to win like Swerve and Keith Lee. And I've already told you what's going to happen. They will win. U- they will win now. U- yeah, Umino, they got the- who got his face burned off, is going to do something to even up the odds and he will take Jericho out of the match. They also made a big deal of showing you some clip from when I guess Umino was a young boy and Jericho embarrassed him uh, in Japan. So yeah, well, Umino, that's what I'm saying. It goes back. Right. To so I was Umino, saying that before, right. So Umino will even up the odds and take Jericho out of the match and, and they'll win. What, what, whether or not 
Claudio takes the pin that Kingston thinks he had, like if Kingston does his his roundhouse backwards fists, and then uh, you know, and then Claudio sort of shoves him out of the way and and gets in, and then they have a thing. Sure, I could see that. And listen, that would dial directly into uh, you know my concept of the BCC trying to turn full heel. So fine, um, but uh, but they will win. But yeah, the the end was the the end of this pay per view was garbage, but. Listen, because you invited me over and I didn't have to pay anything for it, that's a plus. It was too long. Uh, there was some novelty there, but the novelty isn't like it's not special as special to me as it is to others. But I still enjoyed. I thoroughly loved it, and and the novelty was there for me. I, I totally enjoyed it. I'm gonna give it as like a, I'll give it like a seventy-two. Yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it an eight. Okay. I dare say I'll give it a name, but before we do take it home, there's something I want to show you. And shout outs to Jago for the for the picture. But god damn it, where is it? <laughs> I'm trying to find it. But um what was your standout match of the evening though for you, Jeff? Um, the best story of the night was the Swerve Keith Lee match. Uh I think that the, the triple threat tag team match was the one that was orchestrated the best um so yeah I'll, I'll go with those two and and for my silly one that i like the most archer versus camarado that 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 was that's for me i'm not interested in dancers i'm interested in two big hosses trying to pummel each other to death like two big guys pal that's right <laughs> the, the uh, loser match of the night oh god what? so many choice i mean the factory, obviously, but as, is it as much of losers as these two, or oh my goodness, is that, her, <laughs> that Les Nesman and her Parlock? <laughs> Look at freaking Kingston though, and those sideburns on Claudio is just ridiculous. But that wow. smile, that smile, and that shit he's wearing—I haven't seen that freaking Kingston in years, man. That's just oh wow and to think, to think he became. I mean, I don't know what's worse—is it this? <laughs> Oh, oh, is it this? Given, I mean, the con know. given the context, I'm going to go with the one before, but this is definitely looks like <laughs> employees of the month for the used car sales, you know, in the, in the oh, worst part boy. of town. That's, Jugger, that's got to be the thumbnail for fucking this week, bro. Like like the dealership, <laughs> the, the, the cover page, the cover picture of the PWC. Oh, I mean, that, that's, like the, that's like that's the car really? dealership that keeps changing names and corporations, but nobody else ever changes and the cars never change. Oh boy! All we need is Seth Rollins in the middle of them two, and just to be going. <laughs> oh God! And it, it, it will absolutely make that moment with his suit on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <that's... laughs> well, I could I could see what Kingston's mad. Oh boy, I can see that. <laughs> well, he better not be mad with me for sharing that picture. Actually, heck, I'm going to share that on Twitter. Watch that freaking snowflake absolutely block me after that. Okay. <laughs> I reckon. Anyway, hey, why isn't it coming up? It's not letting me. Hey, it sorry, Jago. It was, it, was, oh, there we go. it was quarter beers that night. Yeah, Jago says the American Legion sign behind them really makes it. Yeah, it was quarter <laughs> beers and dollar burgers. Oh boy, what a fucking picture, man! That's classic. That is absolutely classic. Thanks for the pick. <laughs> it was it was brilliant for me. The match of the night. Ah. Uh, Oh, God. It would have to be the four-way or Orange Cassidy 
and uh will osprey believe it or not um your taste in wrestling is so bad no this is what i liked tonight yeah in my opinion but um i will say i think i'll stick with the four-way ah but i hate that finish and i hate the look good matches shit freaking finishes kind of thing with both of them but whatever i dare say osprey and orange cassidy might have been the show stealer but i will say yeah i know i can't believe i'm saying that too i hate orange cassidy yeah i sneezed sorry but oh bless you but osprey definitely absolutely definitely carried orange cassidy's freaking lazy ass throughout that match no doubt about it i agree okada was lazy throughout that entire match (laughs) i didn't say okada and okada was much better than you thought but Look, man. It's much worse than I thought. I've seen him before. It's a four-way match. Give him a break. And like Jago said earlier, I believe this was his first ever four-way match. So I guess you know, he didn't want to be He was there. selling. I... He was actually selling, too, for a Japanese wrestler. Think about it. He sold pretty well in that match. I, I, I don't know what that means for a Japanese wrestler selling. Shouldn't they all sell? Well, they should. But, you know, in this case, they hardly ever sell. But he sold. Well, that's maybe that's why I never watch Japanese wrestling. I'm so, God damn it. Anyway, anyway, Jeff, I think we can take it home. We've done a an hour tops. It was is a perfect one hour rundown of the yeah, show. I don't know if there's <laughs> if there's anything else we need to talk about. And by the looks of it, I would go more in depth, but you clearly look tired. But uh, we'll what's to go in depth about this, this? This was a nothing show. It was like I'm glad I saw, but if I. Like if I went to the if I went to the movies and paid for this, I'd be like, why did I waste my money? But I didn't pay for it, so it was fine. Well, I'm glad I saw it. But shout outs, shout outs to Fight TV with their uh, fight credits, which scored me the pay per view for free, since I'm an AEW Plus member. Wow! So, yeah. yeah, of course you. So I am. The P stands yeah. for plus. Plus, absolutely. Plus AEW. Anyway, I have to pay for this crap. All right. I'm not talking about Forbidden Door, but I'm talking about for your Dynamite, for your Rampage, for your Darkness of the Elevations. It's an $8 a month charge. Can you believe that shit? AEW charged me 8 well, bucks a month. I, mean, I have a cable bill that, that covers TNT and TBS. I mean, Right, but Fight TV, you get more bang for your buck. Legitly, you actually don't get commercials and then, you get overrun. Then I pay more than you do. Well, I pay for, for, for my cable television too, but oh. that's that's uh specifically for wwe though jeff because for whatever reason they refuse to have AEW on board which i've got a feeling has to do with wwe not letting them sign up with AEW. you're 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 talking class you're talking class action suit stuff in in australia down under oh not really i mean well it just doesn't seem like people apparently have been calling up the cable provider to actually get AEW on television but for whatever reason um foxtel which is Fox Television here um, refuses to actually bring them on board, which makes for, sense. For it's whatever Fox. reason, of course it's they Fox. wouldn't. Well, there you go. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Of course it's they because wouldn't. Because of WWE, they have a corporate partnership. Why, why, why would they possibly compete with their partner that well, they're paying two hundred and twenty million dollars or two hundred fifty million dollars a year to? Well, it's true. It's true. So hence, why you don't get AEW on Australian cable television at the moment, anyway. Unless uh, the other provider might actually go for it, but they're nothing compared to Foxtel. But anyway, Jeff, let's take it home. The Forbidden Door was truly not forbidden enough for you, but nevertheless, tell them where they can find you, Jeff. 
Yeah. Um, Garden of Doom and Garden Views are my non-wrestling podcasts. Uh, Esoteric Occult, Topical. Garden Views is more the topical one. Garden of Doom is sort of more like the fun one, like CryptoCast used to be. Um, Hammerlock Hangover is a wrestling podcast I do with uh, Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena. All these shows are on the PWC. Um, The Garden shows are on the Hami Media Group. You can see me with Jimmy on a bunch of shows. Maybe not after this one. I might be fired again. Um, This week I was on uh, the uh, Nikki Anna Jones YouTube show. It's called uh, Living Extraordinary with Nikki Anna Jones. And I was also on the Midnight Myth podcast where we broke down the movie The Witch, A24, Robert Eggers, uh, sort of a psychological horror thriller. Uh, So for those of you who had questions about that movie or really love that movie, um, we did a real deep dive into it with two really smart people and me. Love nice. That's and check him out. Um, if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at the PWC Network and also at DJ Mass Effects, as it says down there on the bottom there with the you know on the ticker. Um, also, like and subscribe at the PWC Network.podbean.com where you can find not just this show but all our shows. Please like and subscribe at channelattitude.com for just five bucks. You get to hear me, Jago, and Chris Ams talk AEW and more specifically Rampage at channelattitude.com exclusively at channelattitude.com also like subscribe at the PW Hustle Hameen Media Group and the blowoffpod.com where you can find also myself and Jago talking about all the news in wrestling but in saying that let's take it home Jeff I'm Jimmy T he's Evil Dose Dr. Jeff Lippman and you've been listening and watching the PWC Forbidden Door Review Show right here on the PWC Network. Peace. Just remember, history shows again and again how nature points out the folly of man. Godzilla. Stay evil, my friends. You should put...
forget about it. It's not, it's not even possible to even consider. But look, Shota Umino fighting back. A lot of heart this young man has. Cup fighter, spirit, fighting spirit. Oh, spirit might be gone. It's not even possible to even consider. But look, Shota Umino fighting back. A lot of heart this young man has. Tough fighter, spirit, fighting spirit. Oh, spirit might be gone. Very Andrews, New York. That you two think that you're the best tag team. That is so funny to me. Because here's the thing we got Swerve over here who looks like the center stick from the Applejacks commercial. And we got Keith League as a broke ass Philip Banks. And then you got a stud like Powerhouse Hobbs and me, a debonair, a suave, a sexy mother. Easy, Ricky. An absolute Ricky Starks. You two will never compare to us because you can't compete where you don't compare. So if you two are Shaq and Kobe, and as Hobbs says, we are Jordan and Pippen, the question remains, how can you be the best tag team when you have not beaten powerhouse Hobbs in absolute Ricky Starks?
a once-in-a-lifetime professional wrestler. I saw him in my college matches, Kevin. You'll recall Wrestle Kingdom 9. I thought then I was seeing something extraordinarily special. Is this guy for real? And since that time, he's proven time and time again, he's more than real. Oh, yes, indeed. Etched on that road, gentlemen, for the 50th anniversary year, all the accomplishments of Okada. Stitched into that robe, meticulous work, and he's looking to write more lines into that robe tonight. There he is, the former and perhaps future AEW World Champion. Well, William Regal there. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get it on here. What a night. What a way to end it. So many champions have walked through that tunnel. Will John Moxley follow in the footsteps of the Chicago Bulls here tonight. You know that uh, William Regalus has motivated his man, coached him up, as they say. What an opportunity. The long and winding road, the career of John Boxer. Yeah, this one will be, uh, will be special for sure. And Taz, something of a reserved John Moxley as he's making his entrance. Usually, we see a lot more fire out of him. Yeah, which I think could be a bad sign for Tanahashi, to be honest with you. You know, after Shivani got through rubbing my leg, <laughs> I had a chance to say something to uh, Moxley. He was very, very, very unique, almost scary. He's yeah. this. He wasn't nuts. He wasn't crazy. Was a wild. Very right? focused. Focused. Yeah. Moxley has been waiting for three years to get this chance, this opportunity to face Hiroshi Tanahashi. And now it comes with the interim AEW World Championship hanging in the balance. Kevin, John Moxley is somebody that the Japanese fans took an immediate liking to. Well, they knew who he was. He was a household name before he arrived. But it was his style that made him a star, made him super popular in Japan. Broke every rule in the rule book. Didn't care, unapologetic. There's nobody quite like Moxley. The blacksmith Gato will be in the corner of the new IWGP. World Heavyweight Champion 12 days ago, gentlemen, at Dominion, Switchblade Jay White ended. The world title reign, the rainmaker. And now, Jay White sits atop the wrestling world, but for how much longer? Love Jay White, love Switchblade. He's a stud, Okada, phenomenal. Hang with Adam Page, former AEW World Heavyweight Champion, legit as it can go. And then, of course, Adam Cole, baby, ranked number four in AEW men's division. He'll be a champion any night he wants. This is gonna be phenomenal, guys. Four in one lifetime is 
Jay White over Okada, but this is a four-way match. Yeah, a whole different ball game, big time. Each was first from the Isle of Sheffield, Kent, England, weighing 95 kilograms. Zach Sabre Junior. Zach Sabre Junior is still in this. Defending New Japan Cup tournament winner. But it's got to be tough, Taz, to come in tonight with no idea who your opponent is going to be. Toughest thing in the world, guys. We know that, right, Kev? You're right. And that's the toughest thing. You can't prep for what you don't know. But a guy like Zack Sabre Jr., he is always prepared. I hate to sound like that, but he is, man. He... And now, once again, turn their attention well, back. Right. Their sights are set. What the hell? There's a guy. If I hear Shibata's music, I will cry. Get the man a Kleenex. There he is. What a warrior this man was. Katsuyori Shibata. Is he zeroing in on Will Ospreay? And he's taped up and he's running the fight. He's, oh, just lost out. Shots and wipes out Davis. Shibata's a bad man. Ospreay, get your ass off the ring, son. How much of a hindrance, guys, will the absence from the ring be for Orange Cassidy in this match? Long time between singles opportunities. Most certainly is. He just recently returned from injury that was suffered, uh, I believe, well, well, his first ever singles match was here in Chicago. So your yeah. question is going to be an issue. Well, couldn't it, how could it not be an issue? Taz, is it a ring rust question? Is it a conditioning issue? Which is more prevalent? Uh, From Essex, England, weighing 231 pounds, he is the IWGP United States Champion, Will Ospreay! You see Ospreay there with the Revolution Pro Undisputed British Heavyweight Championship, and Kevin, we referenced Juice Robinson earlier in this broadcast. Yeah, Juice Robinson lied to me when he was, he told everybody he was quitting the business a few months ago. I sent him a text, wished him well. He said, thank you for all you've done. Completely lied, came back as a member of Bullet Club, rock hard Juice Robinson. Then in Japan, the story is Juice came down with a bout of appendicitis. I'm apt to believe him. The story. The story. I, I am apt to believe him were it not for the fact that he blatantly lied to me. It's not, it's not even possible to even consider. But look, Shota Umino fighting back. A lot of heart this young man has. Tough fighter. Spirit, fighting spirit. Oh, oh. Spirit might be gone. Oh, no. And oh, wrenching back even deeper. Look at Malachi. New York, weighing 244 pounds, Eddie Kingston! Eddie Kingston is so new to this. Eddie Kingston walks into this match with only one thing on his mind. He said he wants to taste Chris Jericho's blood. 
Yeah, emphatically to your point, Eddie said that about Jericho. He's getting right in the grill of Jericho. Jeffrey trying to stop this. The Ring of Honor, pure champion Wheeler Yuta. He has had an incredible first six months of 2022. Did a hell of a job in the Best of Super Junior Tournament. As a shootout. The jacket, the nickname, the moniker that he was given by John Moxley. But Kevin, this is what you were talking about. Here's where it all ran about. Look at young Shota Umino, a young lion at the time who was attending to his father, Red Shoes Uno. And, and as Jericho put tag him in the walls, absolutely had nothing to do with the match. Shota Umino never forgot what Chris Jericho did to him years ago. Now he's. Minoru Suzuki somehow came to an agreement. It has to be a business agreement with Chris Jericho to lend the services of Suzuki Goon. Do you want to know how that yes, meeting I would went? I'd love to know how. Would you like to beat on Eddie Kingston? <laughs> That's all that needed to be said, Taz. Yeah. And Jericho will spend a lot of money. He don't care. It don't matter. He'll spend money in Suzuki. I'm sure it was like, no, no problem. I agree. He probably just wants to beat off Eddie. right here. People singing along here with Jericho. I don't know if Jericho's too happy if they're singing. You never know with him. Well, the buzz is buzzable here. Super J Cash Boy's talking about that. Oh, that's Sammy Guevara. You don't like Sammy? Well, what could have happened, what did happen as a result of him donning the mask to come in under the cover of darkness. <laughs> he fooled everybody. Of course, Ty Conti ever present at the side of Sammy Guevara, the two newest members of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Listen! 
Yo. Acclaimed and the guns got him interested. We putting four more guys on the injured list. And I'ma make you call me senpai. Y'all are probably in the dojo watching hentai. Y'all are not hot at all. You were too busy washing Shibata's balls. So I'ma teach you on the mat, boys. You were getting schooled by acclaimed and the ass boys. Hey, wait a minute. I thought we weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> it's complicated. You never know what cash Tokyo Town! Green Bay! How do they get it wrong every time, Taz? I don't know. I don't know how to get it. Give me these, that! How do they get to these buildings? Chicago! Hell of a match to kick off the buy-in, boys. That was good stuff. Yeah, it, this night only gets bigger from here. I could trust you. I'm getting to say Billy Gunn got me my job at WWF 1996. Hold up. The tag made out, and Max Caster ascending to the top, and the mic drop. Caster covers and is victorious. The Gun Club and Platinum Max Caster. The Graveyards of Tijuana, Mexico. She is the AEW Women's World Champion, Thunder Rosa. AEW Junior Champion Thunder Thunder Rosa, the AEW Women's World Champion. She has been so since March 16th when she defeated Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, inside the solid steel cage to become AEW Women's World Champion. But a very interesting through line. And their opponents, the team of El Fantasmo and Nick and Matt Jackson, they young. The AEW World Tag Team Champions. Alright. Well, we basically got, got ourselves like four on two here with Ikaleo here at ringside. Wait a minute. Wait, oh. no, is that, is that the, the catwalk above the United Center? 
It's like going back in time here. Oh, it. What the hell's going on? I... Look! It's Sting! Dan! What the hell? What an entrance! The Stinger! Oh my God! 220 pounds, Shino Takagi! Sonographic 62 days as the KOPW champion. That prize trophy. And who knows, maybe a future challenger could come from this wild six-man tag team match. From Seattle, Washington, rank 175 pounds, Derby. The Redeemer, Miro! Could we be looking at the face of the inaugural AEW All-Atlantic Champion? I really think so. He is... The complete package of size, power, speed, intensity, ability, credibility, experience. He's got it all. Kevin, I know this is your first time experiencing Malachi Black's entrance in person. And let me tell you, the chills never go away. No, you feel it all the way through your body. And all 16,000 plus here in the United Center are feeling it. Yeah, Malachi Black is an extremely dangerous hombre for sure. You gotta look at him as one of the favorites in this matchup to walk away with that beautiful new title. In a match like this loaded with four great world-class competitors, it's, it's almost impossible to classify somebody as a favorite. He is a bastard! Defeated Buddy Matthews to qualify for this match. Yeah, nobody in this four-way for the all for the Atlantic title, the All-Atlantic Championship, just you know walked in. They had to earn their spot. They had to earn their place in this matchup. Team number three are wrestling out of Asheville, North Carolina, and a combined weight of 443 pounds. Massive, massive reaction for the ROH Tag Team Champs, FTR. Love this guy. There may be no one in professional wrestling save the Young Bucks that are on a hotter streak than Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. And they are the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Jeff Cobb and Great O'Connor. Two-time champs now after defeating Chase Owens, Bad Luck Fale at Dominion a couple of weeks ago. These guys are absolutely legit as champions. 
and Caprice, they can do one hell of a job representing both New Japan and Ring of Honor. Absolutely, and they seem to be literally unstoppable with the leadership of Jeff Cobb and Khan. They have turned Khan into a monster, and the monster that Cobb already is, this team seems to be unbeatable. All part this of the United 60 United minute time limit for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship and the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. That Bobby Cruz? Team number one had a combined weight of 377 pounds. Rocky Romero and Trent Barretta the video game connection join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear join ivan big tom and myself as we review the latest games up-to-date gaming news and game previews all in comedic form it's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs listen to the video game connection wherever you listen to podcasts except walmart never walmart Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! 
So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! <laughs> The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.